Hello folks, I'm Joe Wright and this is the Wright What If Podcast. In today's podcast, I'll talk about the West and South regions of the first round of the NCAA tournament. In the first last episode, I did the Midwest and the East region. There are some big upsets in the tournament in those two regions, including a 14 and a 15 seed. If you want to listen to that, it's linked below and you could listen to it and I will talk about it also. So we begin in the West region. We have Gonzaga, the number one seed from the West Coast Conference, basically playing a home game, playing Northern Kentucky North of the Horizon League. They won their conference tournament. Most people were expecting Gonzaga to roll here, but that did not happen. Gonzaga instead won by only four points, 93-89. to this was almost a huge shocker. Gonzaga thought they had pulled away. They were up by 17 points at one time with 8 minutes to go in the game. But they, Northern Kentucky nearly did the improbable. They tied the game with 3 minutes to go after a 9 to nothing run. And it came down, but Gonzaga had finished up and... There was 92 to 89 with 10 seconds to go. They made a one and one to make it 93 89, and they almost you made a huge biggest upset in the tournament ever was averted barely. Northern Kentucky was led by Jalen Tate with his 19 points, Trevon Faulkner 15, Bryson Langdon 15, while Gonzaga had balanced scoring, six guys in double figures led by Philippe Petrushev 17 and Killian Tilly's 13. Northern Kentucky made 13 threes and 36 attempts, while Gonzaga only made six. Gonzaga was lucky to escape the Spokane with this one. Basically playing in their hometown, it would have been a massive embarrassment and a sad way for their season to end if they had lost this game. But Gonzaga moves on. Gonzaga will play the winner of Arizona State and Marquette. Marquette wins it. 85 to 75. Marcus Howard has 20 scored 23 points for the Golden Eagles and he dominated the game in his 32 minutes as you expect one of the leading scorers in the country. Arizona State had four guys in double figures led by Remy Martin's 30 points, 20 points. Rob Edwards 14 and Romello White had 13. And we see in this game Arizona Marquette had a big lead for most of the game. Well, getting out to a lead as much as 17 points, but eventually Marquette, Arizona State almost came back, but it was a 10-point win, and Marquette gets a matchup with Gonzaga in the next round. Will they be a tougher opponent than Gonzaga than Northern Kentucky was? We'll find out. This will be a very interesting game to watch between two high-powered offenses. Next up, we will go to Iowa and Yale. That's a game that most people would expect to be an upset. Maybe 5-12, Iowa with Luca Garza and one of the top scorers in the country and Yale with their usual good Ivy League team. Iowa, however, won in a big way. 85-68. Iowa led by 9 points at the halves. And then eventually scored eight more than Yale in the second half. They made it a 17-point win. 
Iowa's Luka Garza was a dominant player. 27 points, 9 rebounds. Only two other guys scored in double figures for the Hawkeyes, but Luka Garza did most of the job for today. Azar Swain led Yale with 23 points. Iowa had a big well, The game was close until there was about 10 minutes to go. It was 57-56 Iowa. But Iowa pulled away in the final 10 minutes of the game, and they got the win by 17, and Iowa moves on. And will they face either their Big Ten Conference opponent, Ohio State or Vermont, who's always been who's been a big NCAA tournament team for an upset pick in the last few years? Will they get it done? Vermont does. Vermont, the 13 seed, shocks Ohio State, the number four seed, 76 to 73. Vermont was not expected to do to do this upset, but. Vermont had the wherewithal. Anthony Lamb made a free throw with 11 seconds left and made it a three-point game. Vermont led for much of the second half. Most people were expecting something different. But in this game, Vermont's Anthony Lamb led the way 16 points, 9 rebounds. Everett Duncan had 19 points. Steph Smith, 16 Ohio State had Caleb Wesson was sixteen and Wayne Washington with twenty two and Wayne Washington was sixteen, but that was it with the guys in double figures. Nobody else could get a good amount of points in, and Ohio State, even though they trailed by three, that they led by three at the half, they could not get the win. Vermont moves on and much anticipated into the second round. Vermont has a chance against Iowa. I think Vermont would. Vermont has a matchup problem with their guards. You never know in this league how things will go. So, now we got the 6-11 matchup. We got the Butler Bulldogs and Texas Tech. Texas Tech, the defending runners-up in the nation last year. Butler, good team under Coach Laval Jordan. Big East, and we'll see how they look here. Texas Tech gets the win. 66 62. Great game here. Texas Tech had the lead. It was a close game almost the entire way. Most, They only went to eight points. That's the most anybody led in the second half. And it was down to the wire, but Texas Tech got the win by four points. Texas Tech did not have anybody score much in this game. Jemias Ramsey scored 13. He was the leading scorer. But Davide Moretti and Kyle Edwards had 10, and along with T.J. Holyfield. Butler's Kamar Baldwin was the leading scorer with 15 points. Texas Tech made 7 three-pointers, and they made 21 out of 24 three-throws. 21 out of 24 is big when Butler only had 4 of 9 made. That was the difference in the ball game. All these games were similar to the What If Sports Simulation site, as I said in the last podcast. You should check it out if you feel like looking and simming games during this coronavirus pandemic. That seems it might not happen. So here we go. Now we'll see Maryland and Bradley. Bradley last year made the NCAA tournament, lost to Michigan State. Second year in a row, underdog team from the Missouri Valley playing Maryland, which was favored heavily. 
Maryland had the wherewithal today. They had a big win, 86-65. Maryland led by 16 points at the half. Led by Anthony Cowan, 28 points. Great game for him. He had 5 rebounds as well, 8 of 15 shooting. Jalen Smith had 12. They had a bunch of balanced scoring. A bunch of guys scored between 3 and 9 points. That always helps. They can't have the big guys not score. But Bradley had nobody score more than 14 points. This was a runaway. Almost everybody got to play today in this game as Bradley fell again to another Big Ten opponent. But we'll see how they look this next year in the Missouri Valley. The tough conference. I mean, they weren't expected to be in the tournament, but since Northern Iowa fell to Drake in that conference's quarterfinals, Bradley made it in and took advantage of the Northern Iowa. So, that's a good matchup here. So we got Maryland and Texas Tech. Maryland and Texas Tech will be a great matchup. Got the Sweet 16 caliber matchup in the second round. So we'll see how, what happens here with that matchup. Will it be one that's for the history books? Let's all find out soon. So now we have Houston and Oklahoma playing in Sacramento, California. Houston has always has been a very good team over the past few years in the American Conference for Coach Kelvin Sampson. Oklahoma struggled for a bunch of the year, but they got in. Houston is looking for a spark, and they got it today. Houston 80, Oklahoma to 63. Houston, it was a close game at the half, 29 to 25. But in the second half, Houston pulled away. No second round for Oklahoma, like unlike last year when they lost to Virginia. Houston had Quentin Grimes for 21 points. He was the leading scorer, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. And he was dominant against the Sooners today. Oklahoma had nobody score more than 14 with Christian Doolittle. They made 7 threes, but tried 28 of them. Houston pulled away in the second half here. As you see, it was as much as a 26-point lead, so the final doesn't indicate how dominant of a game it was for the Cougars. Was a dominant game all around, as we'll see who they will play in Sacramento in the second round. Looks to be it'll be either San Diego State or Little Rock. The two fifteen matchup. San Diego State could have easily been a number one seed, but they lost to Utah State in the Mountain West final. But no problem today, unlike Gonzaga. San Diego State was a huge win, ninety-eight seventy-two. San Diego State led by 24 at the half. They didn't they used their bench players for a lot of the second half. Little, Little Rock had Marquise Nerrell score 21 points, but San Diego State was too dominant. Malachi Flynn, Matt Mitchell, both with 22. Fagan with 15. Johnny Wetzel, 12 points. Shakel had 8. So, that was a big win for them that they needed. San Diego State will play Houston. That'll be a good matchup in the second round. Two teams with red in their red in their colors will match up in Sacramento. It's a long ways from San Diego to Sacramento, but San Diego State will have a big crowd on hand being in the same state as their team. While Houston, you don't know. They might they almost made the, they made almost made the sweet sixteen a couple of years ago. And they did make it last year, but we'll see if they can do it again. So, 
Now we have, we're down to the South Region. The South Region will be a good, well-played region. You see Baylor, the number one seed, playing home game, playing in Houston. They hope to. Baylor is in St. Louis first. Baylor is the number one seed playing Siena, who won the play-in first four game against Prairie View A&M. Baylor, Siena had Jalen Pickett as a leader, but Baylor, they might be too good. We'll see and find out. It's a rather close game, but Baylor pulled it out. 86-77. Jared Butler had 23 points. He had five three-pointers. Baylor made 12 on the game. See, I mean, it was a 45-32 game at Haas. Baylor had control most of the way, as you'd expect in a 116 matchup, but some of these matchups were really close this year. Baylor's was not. Baylor had control almost the entire game, and they were cut down to seven at one point inside the final minute, but eventually Baylor got the win, and they needed it bad to get to the second round. So, the matchup here is Colorado and Florida. It's an eight versus nine matchup. Colorado, they were disappointing to end the season. They lost like four or five straight games. They lost in the Pac-12 tournament in their first game. So, even with the NCAA tournament canceled, they were still would have been on a big slump heading into the big dance. And it didn't stop here. Florida. Got the win in St. Louis, 74-63. Florida, who had gone through some tough times to start to start the season, but they pulled together and got it done with the 11-point win. It was tied at the half, and for Kerry Blackshear, had a double-double, 19 points and 10 rebounds. Kevonte Johnson, 18 points and 13 rebounds. Two great games, while Colorado could only get one guy Two guys above double figures and 10, 13 points. So, Florida advances to play Baylor. That'll be a matchup of two good, well-coached ball clubs between Mike White and Scott Drew. So, coming up here, we have that matchup coming up. We have Wisconsin, the number five seed, the Big Ten regular season champions. And Stephen F. Austin, the Slayers of Duke, earlier this year. And then the other matchup in that region, in that pod, is Louisville and Belmont, the 413. Belmont has been, they had an NCAA tournament win last year, their first ever win in the tournament. But we'll see if they can win a first round game now. First, we'll go with Wisconsin and Stephen F. Austin. Wisconsin gets a hard fought eight point win in. The first round, 82-74. It was a four-point game at halftime, 42-38. But Wisconsin got the win in the second half. Ten three-pointers for the Badgers. Stephen F. Austin made nine. But Demetri Trice, 17. Kobe King, well, he's not on the team. We might have to resim that, but 14 points. And then Brad Davison, 13 points. But that was a good win for the Badgers. They really needed it to get to the second round. It was a close game most of the way, and they pulled it out, and it was needed, and the Badgers will move to the second round. So, 
Now we have Louisville and Belmont. It's a 4 13 matchup. Louisville gets the win. 82 69. That's a good win for him. Louisville had the lead at halftime and kept it through the most of the game. 26 and 13 for Jordan Nora. Great win for him. He shot, he had 23 shots attempted and made eight. But that'll get it done when you score 26 and 13. Belmont had 12 three pointers, but nobody could really get on a good groove. Yuzinski, top scorer for Belmont with 13 points. Louisville had the lead most of the game. It was a pull, they pulled away. It was a 19-point game at one time, but 21 actually. But they settled down and it ended up being a 13-point loss. So that was a tough. So we'll see here Wisconsin and Louisville. Another high-level matchup in the second round. Next up, we have two, we have West Virginia and East Tennessee State and Seton Hall and Hofstra playing in Albany, New York. West Virginia with their press Virginia offense. And you'll see East Tennessee State unheralded 30 wins in the, in the Southern Conference. But they did the win today. East Tennessee State with the upset. 94-93, one of the top games of the entire tournament. East Tennessee, led by Trey Boyd, who didn't even start. He had 23 points on 7 of 11 shooting. He made three three-pointers. West Virginia had six guys in double figures. But, as you see here, the game was close for most of the way. East Tennessee State had a lead through much of the second half. It was... 93-90, to 90, but East Tennessee State made a three-throw that was crucial with two seconds left, Isaiah Tisdale. Otherwise, West Virginia would have had a chance to tie. West Virginia made a three to make it 94-93, but it was too little too late. So East Tennessee State gets the upset win with 6-11 game, and they move on to the second round. The Southern Conference for the second year in a row Gets the team in the second round of the tournament after Wofford last year. So that'll be a good, it's a good league, the Southern Conference. It's unheralded in much of the country, but we see here. Now we got Seton Hall and Hofstra, the two New York metro area teams. And two New York metro area teams hadn't played in almost 50 years. That's actually a fact. They hadn't played since about 1970. So we'll see how they look here. Seton Hall gets the win, 79-67. This game was a blowout at the half. Seton Hall was up 24 points, but Hofstra kept fighting and made it a closer game than it actually was. Seton Hall is led by Miles Powell's 25 points. He had four rebounds, and he also had 8-17 shooting, and... Mamush Kalos Feely had 11 and 10. The 24-point game at half was cut to 7 points at one time in the second half. So, you don't doubt Hofstra. Joe Mahalik had a good team this year in the CAA. But, they couldn't pull it out. And, it's a tough way to end the season for Hofstra. He hasn't made the tournament in, since 2001. But, they'll be back. We'll see how they will look next year in 
the Colonial. And this matchup is Seton Hall and East Tennessee State. Seton Hall lost to Wofford in this tournament last year. So it kind of matches what they did. They was in the first round. This is in the second round. They go to the Sweet 16. That should be a good matchup in Albany, New York. So now we're down to the final two matchups in the South region. We have St. Mary's in Indiana, 7-10. And we have Creighton and North Dakota State, the 2-15. St. Mary's, always been good in the West Coast Conference. They've been strong under Randy Bennett for the last several seasons. Indiana, better team than last year. They made it to the tournament when a lot of people didn't expect they would. So the matchup here, St. Mary's gets the victory, 87-80. A good win for the for the for St. Mary's. The Gales pulled it out with 33 from Jordan Ford. He was a dominant scorer in this tournament so far. He made 11 out of 20 shots, and he diced and diced the Hoosers up all night long. Malik Fitz had 24 as well. Great game for him. He made three threes, and he had seven rebounds. Indiana was led by Justin Smith, 17. So, St. Mary's had the lead for most of the second half. It was a close game to start to end. It was a three-point game with under 30 seconds to go. So Indiana had a chance to tie, but they couldn't get it. And St. Mary made a few three throws to end the game. Otherwise, it was basically a one-possessing game. This is one of the top games of the tournament so far. You see the different style of offense between St. Mary's and IU. Indiana, another disappointing end of the season. But they'll be back next year. One more matchup in this round. South region. Creighton, North Dakota State. Creighton had a guy injured who didn't play very much in this tournament, but this first round, but it was a very close game. Most people would not expect the 215 matches to be this close, but Creighton got it done with that one point win, 81 80. The two escapes barely. They could escape well. Florida State didn't escape against Eastern Washington. Same thing happened to happen in the West Virginia-East Tennessee State game. They were down to the last few seconds, and they made a three to cut it to one. But it was close the whole way through. It was tied with under two minutes to go. North Dakota State, the Bison, almost pulled it out, but Creighton got about five points, five straight points to make it up to get the win. And he had fought, and it was 79-74. Then three-pointer, 46 seconds left, made it a two-point game. And then Creighton made two three throws. Benisa Heed, 30 points for North for the Bison. He became a name people would know all around the country. And he was matched by Tyson Alexander's five threes and 23 points. Very good game to watch in St. Louis. But... Creighton moves on. Creighton will go to the second round to play St. Mary's. That ought to be a very good matchup between those two schools. Two Catholic Jesuit schools battling against each other. And we'll see who moves on to the Sweet 16. It was a great second round of games. We had first round of games. We had some upsets. 
we had some dominating teams, but we had a lot of fun recording this. Next time, we'll move on to the second round of the NCAA tournament. We'll see which team becomes the first teams into the Sweet 16. We will have eight games to talk about, and they all should be 16 games to talk about, and they all should be good. I'm Joe Wright, and hope you enjoyed this podcast talking about the NCAA tournament. I will see you, hear you next time.